We are very privileged to have Pastor Peter Miso to preach for us. Woo! So I invite you to open your Bible, open your heart, open your mind, and experience and encounter the truth. Amen? And be changed to be more like Jesus. Yeah? So I invite Pastor Miso and let us give a hand. Woo! Never been into a club like this. The last time I went into a club was 40 years ago. Eh? Or 42 years I got saved. And, but it's good to be back in a club. Eh? A different club. And I hope you guys are having a good time. Amen? Sure. You ordered your drinks? You got your little tidbits on the table? Hey, yeah, some of you got water. Some of you have got coffee. Uh, amen. You know, it does not matter where we gather. The most important thing is why we gather here. Amen? We are here because God is here. Amen? The Bible says where two or three of us are gathered in His name, He'll be present. And Father God, we ask for your presence to fill this place, Lord. Take away every distraction that would come into our minds, Lord. Take away obstacles that have been placed before us, O Lord. May our eyes see beyond this, Lord. May our eyes be fixed upon Jesus, the author and the perfecter of our faith, Lord. Lord, we thank you for this place on this Sunday morning, Lord. That we can be a beacon in this area, Lord. We can be a source of strength and hope for this place, O oh God. And I pray you bless our lives this morning as we sit and eat your food, Lord, your word, Lord. May your manner be the matters of our life, Lord, that we will grow for you, Lord. In Jesus' name I pray. I like your verse, Nehemiah 2.18, Arise and Build. I believe you had a good camp. You had Reverend Christopher Long. He's a good friend of mine for many, many years back in Malaysia. And I bet you had a good camp. Did you have a good one? Are you ready to build? Roll up your sleeves. Get your tools and start building. Amen? You know, I wanted to just speak this morning on one topic. That God wants us to build the kingdom of God. Listen, friend. The kingdom of God is our major assignment to do. Amen? And the kingdom is a... You know, English is funny. When you use the word kingdom, it's two words in one. Isn't it? Kingdom. The word dumb is the short form of domain. If there's no domain, there's no king. And if there's a king, there must be a domain. Amen? And the domain is you and I, the peasants, the people. We are called to establish the kingdom of God wherever we go. When you are here, you brought the kingdom of God to what, Goldie Place? Is it Goldie? It's called Goldie? Gee, I, got, I could confuse on the road, Goldie. Yeah. But you know, we are kingdom builders, amen? We don't build buildings, we don't build organizations, we build kingdoms. Amen? We don't build dynasties, we, don't, we are not tyrants. We are peasants that build the kingdom of God, amen? And one of the things in that kingdom you need to build is you and I have to be one that go and win souls for the kingdom. Amen? The kingdom needs souls. Amen? Amen? Can you imagine having a company with no workers and you said, I have a big organization. It's just me and myself. It's not an organization. It's a dead thing. The kingdom requires it. I believe when you use that word 
God, he said, go, build my kingdom for me. For the kingdom is what I want. God is coming back for that kingdom. Amen? This morning, I want to take Luke chapter 19, verses 1 to 10. I want to talk about this beautiful story of Jesus encountering Zacchaeus. Jesus was a kingdom builder because Jesus said, I do the will of my Father who sent me. And what was the will of my Father? That I go and win the world for Him. Amen? Jesus wanted to build the kingdom of God. So Jesus wanted to go and win souls. And this story is a beautiful soul-winning story. Amen? You should get an award, an Academy Award for this story of how Jesus goes out into Jericho looking for one soul. Amen? Isn't that good? How many of you, let me ask you, don't put up your hands, don't look at me. When was the last time you spoke to a soul about the love of God? You know, I have a beautiful gift. Huh? You don't have. I have the gift of the gap. I love to talk. I come from a law background. Don't play a fool with me. Huh? And I love everywhere I go with my wife, every restaurant, anywhere, I'll talk to somebody there. And these are the questions I ask. What's your name? Are you a Christian? No. Why not? I'm not a Christian. But why not? Do you go to church? No. Why don't you go to church? I'm not a Christian. Okay. Do you like to know? And then I'll start sharing. And many times, just yesterday, we discovered in the discussion, found out this beautiful young girl is a Christian. And I thought, friend, Many of us are walking as secret, silent Christians. Amen? When the world said, you are the light of the world, who puts a light under the table? We put up. You know, we are afraid to be a Christian. How many of you are afraid to be a Christian? Some of us can sing hallelujah and dance here outside. Could it, huh? We become so frightened. The kingdom of God is about going out there and bringing in the harvest for the master is coming. Amen? And this morning, I want to journey with you on this beautiful. The verse I want to use is Matthew 19, verse 10. Isn't that beautiful? What did Jesus say? What did Jesus say? He said, I have come. What? He said, salvation has come to the home today, for the man has shown himself to be true son of Abraham. For the son of man came to seek and save the lost. Luke. 1910. And then Jesus tells this story. Salvation is here today. You know, friend, when you moved here, I wondered why would you want to come to this area? A jazz club. How many of you like jazz music? Oh man, you're my kind, huh? Hallelujah. I hope you're not my age group, but I enjoy that music. But you know, when I just sat down and I said, why wouldn't God want us to be here? Sometimes our biasness, our prejudice stops us from doing what God wants to do. A club where people will think. Hey, it's okay. Don't care what people think. Just now you said, we run after God. Amen? And I thought when you came here, God has a purpose. If your theme was to build, then God will be sending you to places where nobody go except you go and build. God is not a God of competition. Eh? He won't send you to where there's another builder and then you try to compete and hurt one another. God will send you to a wilderness where you alone can build. Amen? Amen. Jesus was walking down Jericho. Any of you been to Israel? Any of you been to Israel? I walked on the road to Jericho. I went there 3 o'clock in the afternoon. I wanted to experience 
walking out there because that's where the Good Samaritan story starts and everything. And Jesus goes to that place, a God-forsaken place, a place where only one person was his target. Hey friend, learn this lesson. God did not call us to win crowds. He called us to win one. Amen? Don't go and try to be a crowd winner. Go win one first. Amen? I have put in 40, about 28 years working with kids on the street and drug addicts and I've reached out to thousands of them. But to see one soul get saved, the heavens will sing a song. They'll do a jazz song up there. One jazz one. But Jesus went to Jericho and to meet one man. You, can you see how important one is to God? Do you know God loves to talk to you one to one? How many of you on a date, if you're going on a date with a beautiful girl, would bring your friend along? Who? I tell you, you're going to lose that date. Huh? <laughs> when you are on a date, you want to be just you and I. Amen? Come on, girls. Come on, guys. Jesus has a date for you. And he told Zacchaeus, this is the date I have. Salvation has come to your home. Amen. And Jesus went there. The rough place, the disciples didn't know why he was going. Maybe some of you don't understand why pa Judah came here. And because you don't know, you get a bit offended. Why here? Why didn't tell me? Sometimes we want to know everything. Eh? Keep me in the loop. If I'm not in the loop, then I'll jump overboard. Sometimes we don't understand. The disciples didn't understand why would Jesus want to go through Jericho. But little did they not know that Jesus had an agenda. Number one, I want to tell you, God has an agenda for you and I. We call it in, in what? He called it God's plan. Amen? I have a plan for you to prosper. Sometimes you don't understand the plan, but the byproduct or the end product of the plan is to, for you to prosper. Isn't that nice? Isn't that nice to know that? Somebody has a plan. God had an agenda and Jesus being an advocate, a good agent, went and carried out the agenda by going to Jericho. You know, I hear you're going to go to Chinatown, man. Amen. Hallelujah. That's a nice place to eat. No, I mean, it's a nice place to reach out. Hallelujah. I, I come here every month to Chinatown. I preach at a Chinese church there. They just started an English service and they engage my services to help them kick it off, huh? And yeah, it's a good place. It's a good place to really reach out for souls. But God has an agenda for MPC. Amen? I pray and hope you buy that agenda. You become an advocate of that agenda. You don't become an antagonizer of the agenda. Amen? You know God's agenda? Go. The disciples didn't understand, but Jesus went. He went. Because he knew there was one dude he's going to get. And that was a short guy that had to use a sycamore tree to just view Jesus coming. Eh? Amen? So if you think you're handicapped, I won't say short, if you think you're handicapped in life, God has a way of helping you out of that handicap. Eh? Amen? I'm tall, I could see Jesus walking down the street. But this one man, one soul, is so important to God, friend. One soul. Hey, I don't know if you've got one friend, one brother, one sister, one mom, one dad that still doesn't know Jesus, would you reach out to them? One is the most powerful numerical in the kingdom of God. One. 
For God created one, Adam first. And out of Adam came Eve. Amen? He didn't create Adam and Eve. Or he didn't create the population of the world. No, he created one. Out of one came Eve. Out of Eve came the generations right down to today. One, he went for this guy. But I like this part. It says, while Jesus was walking, he saw this short guy up on the tree. Maybe some people say he looked like a monkey, but I don't think God would have looked at him as a monkey. Though some of us feel a bit monkey when you do monkey businesses. But when Jesus went there, Jesus called him down. And then he said, let's go to your house for dinner. Listen to this verse. Huh? In, verse in verse chapter 6, I think. In verse 6, he says, Zacchaeus quickly climbed down, took Jesus to his house in great excitement and joy. But the people were displeased. He has gone to be the guest of a notorious sinner. I learned something new today. I thought sinners are really bad. I never knew got notorious sinner. I know there's notorious gangsters, but a sinner is a sinner. They see how public judgment, how public is like a kangaroo court. Eh? They judge him as a notorious sinner. That means there's a good sinner. Is there such thing as good sinners? Notorious. I like that word notorious. When they call him notorious, it tells me this. Jesus came for the scourge and the scum of the world. He didn't come for good ones. So if you think you're good, you miss the mark. I was a sinner and Jesus saved me. I'm still not good, but I'm righteous. Amen? I am not good. There is no one good, the Bible says, except God makes you good. And he went and got the public. You know, I tell you, when you move here, a lot of people have a lot of opinions. Do you understand that? Do you notice that? Whatever you do, people got opinion. Just now, my wife and I, we were talking. You do this, somebody's going to say that. If you don't do, he said that. So they say, do you them, them if you do also. There was opinion. People didn't want Zacchaeus to talk to Jesus. People didn't want Jesus to go to his house and have nasi lemak. Huh? People didn't want. So you know what they were saying? Let him die, go to hell. But Jesus sat with the sinner. You know, this is where I want to elaborate. Sometimes people think bringing, coming to a pub and all this is a sinner's place. Let me tell you, the place may be sin, but you are not the sin. If you have Christ with you. Amen? So if I be not of sin, then I bring the presence of God into a sinful environment. Isn't that what our agenda is? Go into all the world and share the good news. He didn't say go into the good part of the world. He said go into all the world. The dungeons, the alleyways, the sideways, the byways. Bring that gospel. Church, I tell you, the day you grasp this, your church will grow. Let me tell you, God never called us to build a church. Listen carefully. God never called us to grow a large church. No. God called us to grow disciples for the kingdom. I'm not against a big church. Huh? I'm a big boy. Look at me how big I am. But I always want people to know, don't have the notion or the motivation to do something big. Have the notion or the motivation to do something right. Because God never called you and I to be successful Christians. He called us to be faithful Christians. 
listen, eh? successful people does not necessarily equate that they are faithful. But faithful people are definitely successful people. Jesus was faithful. He went just for one. One block. And that one block became history. Everyone who reads Luke 19 reads about Zacchaeus. The notorious sinner gets a part in the Bible. How come I have a part in the Bible? Do you know that? How many of you know? Have you read your Bible? Do you know that I'm part of it? Jesus loves me. Yes, I know. For the Bible tell who? Pamiso. That's my name. Betul tak? Pamiso, my name. Who else? Ah. In Sunday school, my kids used to get excited when they sing the song. I said, Daddy, Daddy, they're talking about you. I said, of course, it's me. But this, look at this. The notorious sinner has a part in the history of God's salvation plan. Friend, let me tell you this. The agenda is most important. What is your agenda when you became part of MPC? Go back to your basic agenda. What was my agenda? Or you call it vision, mission, whatever. What was the agenda? Why am I part of it? What is my agenda? Just to be a part of it and enjoy? Or am I part of that growing purpose of MPC? Amen? I don't like pew warmers. I don't like people who sit in church and do nothing. I feel like kicking them, you know? Serious. I like people who come in and do something, even sweep the floor. You become part of that growing agenda of that establishment. If you sat and you lich, we die. We want everybody contributing so that we grow. Play music, play. Go, do something. If you are good in music, go bang the drums all you want. If you are good in washing the toilet, wash the toilet till it shines, man. You know, I tell you, I got three kids. Huh? I am proud of it. My centre kid, because my wife would detail house duties when they were young. Because you can't have three kids who are not doing anything at home. Huh? And my centre son, the centre one, he chose, he chose, he made a choice. Mommy, I will wash the toilets. I tell you, if you can find in church one person who will send up Pauda, I'll clean the toilets for you. You are blessed. Because you know why? We all want the limelight. We all want the main attraction. We want to be the... No, no. He said, Mommy, I will wash the toilets in the house. To me, that's a heart of service. That is a heart that will cause things to grow. And Jesus went on his agenda. Secondly, not only Jesus had an agenda, Jesus had a message. What is your message to the world out there? I get upset when I hear Christians back another Christians in conversation or Christians talk bad about another church in conversation. Sometimes I'll ask God, God, give me five minutes break. I hang up my Christian garments and I'll give this guy two tight slaps. The worst thing to do is to be the enemy from within. What is your message? Jesus went there in, despite all the people not being happy, said bad things. He said, Zacchaeus, I brought good news to your home. Salvation has come. My message is, you will be saved. Don't care what they say. What is your message, church? What's your message? Oh, that church. Don't complain about church because you've got no rights to complain. Don't complain about that pastor. You've got no rights to complain. Don't complain about the way they worship. You've got no right to complain. You have only one right to share the message of Jesus Christ. The message of hope. Hope. Don't add on more 
problems to people by talking this church bad. Don't talk. Don't ever talk bad about our church, friend. God will zap you. Lightning will hit you. You believe? Remember, you don't believe all this. Uh? Well, you better look at the Bible carefully. Uh? In, in a place called Kadesh Bernia, if you've been to Israel, the people murmur, murmur, murmur after coming out of Egypt. They complain, they complain. Even God also reached a point enough to cope. He said, cannot tahan. Uh? That night, he sent an angel. 1.5 million people he killed. 1.5 million. You know why? Murmuring, gossiping is not what God likes. He said, 1.5 million, go read your Bible. 1.5 people were gossiping. But today, you don't need 1.5. You need one person to gossip can cause a lot of trouble. Eh? You know, when I was young, I know two kinds. Good news, bad news. Now they introduced the third brother called fake news. <laughs> true. And fake news is even worse. You don't know whether it's true or false. At least false, you know, it's false. True is now fake. You don't know whether true or false. Sad thing is, a lot of people like fake news. And the worst thing is, we peddle the fake news. We send to another person. We become peddlers. Eh? Don't. Jesus brought a message. Church, I tell you, when you go to Chinatown, make sure you bring a message to the community. Bring a message. Not about Indonesian Christian, not about NPC. Bring that there's a message of hope. Hope is coming to your place. The hope of salvation. The hope of grace. The hope of forgiveness. The hope will be planted there. Amen? That's the message. My life is a life of hope. A testimony of God's love that gives me a new hope. What is my hope? That I can share with you the good news. Jesus had a message in spite of what the community not liking it. The community not agreeing, he still brought salvation into this home. Amen? God has a message for you, church. He doesn't want you to build a cathedral. The cathedral won't last long. He wants you to build a message that will penetrate the community. Amen? Jesus had an agenda. He took that agenda far. That agenda was something, something that was planted into his heart by his father. And two, out of that with the, the agenda, Jesus had something called obedience. You know, in Matthew, I think it's Luke 6.46 or Matthew 7.21, these two verses say, you call me Lord, Lord, but you don't do what I tell you. So you can sing all you want about Jesus. But if you're not doing anything, the songs are empty songs. You can dance all you want, jump all you want. But if out of that, nothing is done for the glory of God, you wasted your time. Amen? He said, don't go. Jesus had obedience. The message was there. God has given you a message. Are you obedient to take that message out? Even if people are not in favor, would you go out and do that message? Would you? I have, you know, I don't know about you, but I've had people spit on me, eh? right on my head. See my head, how nice? The glory of God, the Shekinah glory. Because I shared the gospel to somebody. And you know, I tell you, I come from a background. I got martial arts. I hold two black belts. Huh? Oh, I'm a big boy. My dad's German. Not many people spit on my head. Huh? My heart said, bang, one shot, go down. But the Lord said, don't bang. You bang, I'll, I'll bang you also. Huh? And, and so I, I really kept quiet. I said, but it's not like me. And then all my staff who were working look at me and say, well, 
something is fast me so because they know I'm hot tempered I'm fast on the street I work 28 years on the street with druggies Amsterdam Switzerland you name all the drug places in the world I work in the golden triangle and this guy spat on me wow for f- the whole minute I the whole time I can't even preach properly because I'm thinking ah huh, you spit on my head you know brother and I went to the toilet suddenly I met him in the toilet wow you know that time my carnal you know the carnal man come here lock the toilet door jam pastor me so jam one shot he will go down eh but then he look at me and he talk to me then i said oh then like, he said what's wrong who spat on you i said you he tried to bluff eh i said i saw you then i said oh i'm sorry and talk 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 but god gave me an opportunity to lead him to the lord and brought him to church but every time i see my remind him don't ever spit again eh huh? <laughs> but you know i tell you i learned one thing obedience is tested when don't think in good condition god when the test obedient he put you in a situation where you're really tested jesus was there jesus was so obedient they said don't he's a notorious sinner they were unhappy the disciples he believed the history of it the disciples were shocked why this guy so many other people why you choose zacchaeus have you ever asked that question why did jesus choose zacchaeus i tell you the truth jesus went for the hardcore Because when you get the hardcore, everybody get changed. Think about it. If you go for an easy target, doesn't make any change. The change isn't that impactful. Eh? Jesus took the hardcore, the notorious one, and he changed that one. It ripple down. Wow! If he can change him, I can be changed. You go to Chinatown. I tell you, friend, go with this. Eh? Go with this heart. I want to change Chinatown. not overnight you know when you plant a seed you don't eat the fruit tomorrow you plant man- mango seed tomorrow or mango give me the seed i also want to plant eh when you plant the seed there's a lot of diligence there's a lot of disciplines there's a lot of things you do until that fruit comes up and then you eat and say wow so nice you go there you plant the seed of change you plant the seed of hope you plant the seed of a kingdom there maybe your generation you won't see someday somebody will walk into that place and remember mpc planted the seed out of obedience and because they fulfilled the agenda of god brought that message out of obedience a kingdom is started there amen do you feel excited about it or you just come to church and sing music and go home and think that's it na nah. If that is the case then you miss the mark. Coming to church is more than just attendance. Participation. I don't see movies. I'm not a movie guy. Eh? My wife and my kid maybe my whole life or 60 years over maybe four, five or six times I see movie. I don't like movies. Eh? Yeah, I some movies make me sad. Some and I I try to be smarter than the director who made the music. And then I talk, and then my kids say, "Daddy, shut up! The whole cinema can hear." Or if I sleep, they say, "Daddy, you're snoring." The whole cinema. You know why? Because I'm a person. This man, I like to do. Listen, ah, huh? I am a doer. James said, "Don't be hearers, be what?" I like to do. When God tell me something, I will do. Even though people laugh, I do. Let me give you this testimony. When I started, I retired from church two and a half years. Ah, huh? I'm a retiree now. I didn't retire from ministry. I retired from church, and I still do ministry. But in my church, one day God told me in a in a quieter, 
start a Saturday service. And I said, Saturday? Why Saturday? He said, just start. Saturday. And then when I brought this to my church from the council right down, everybody said, don't. Now only I'm one against a multitude. Eh? And I said, Lord, are you okay or not? Do a Saturday. He just said, do. So I fought my way knowing me. I fought my way through. I got what I want. Then nobody came for service. Me, my wife, and my ticket, Lima Orang, and the worship to seven people. I'm singing out of tune. They are singing in tune, the music. You know, really malu, eh? like shame. I said, what? And then God asked me to put every Saturday 30 chairs. Only seven people put 30 chairs for what? For six months. And every Saturday, my wife is a witness. I go and pray on every chair. And I pray this prayer, Lord, I have been obedient and I put the chair. You put the face. I put the chair. You put the face. I put the chair. You put. I prayed for six solid months. The day came. The whole school was packed. The school even didn't have any more chairs to give us. They said, we got no more chairs. And then I sat down in, in humility and I said, Lord, thank you. The world laughed. My church leaders came to me and said, Pastor Fisher, we believe. They, what? they only believe when they saw. What did Jesus tell Thomas? Blessed are those who don't see, but believe. And that's how I started a Saturday service. And suddenly that service grew more than the Sunday morning service. All because obedience. You know, church, I tell you, you can sing the song of building, arise, but if you don't lift up one hand to do, that just be a song only. But if you take that song and believe in obedience and start doing little by little, that kingdom will be established. Amen? Church is about doing. Don't come to church with this, everybody must pray for me. No, come to church with this, what can I do for the Lord? I had somebody tell me in church, Pastor Mr. I'm sick of this church. I want to leave. I said, why? He said, nobody talks to me. Good. He said, nobody cares about me. I said, good. He said, I come or don't come, nobody knows. I said, good. He said, why do you say good? I said, you're telling me I say good. Then I asked him, now let me ask you, how many people you wish? How many people did you care? How many people? He said, none. I said, that's what you get for nothing. You came one thing. I come giving. There's a difference. Coming to church is not about God, give me. No, coming to church is God, here I am. Take my life. Can I use? Can you use me in church? Sweep the floor. One day in my church, there was a piece of paper. Everybody walked, nobody picked it up. Then when I went to pick up, somebody said, Pastor Mr. what did you find money? I said, no, I picked the paper. Then I knew the attitude. If it's not mine, I don't do. Is that your attitude? No, the kingdom of God is here. God wants to build you, church. Every one of us is a builder. Not a plumber, just a builder. You're not the boss. We're all the builders. You're not the mando or the supervisor. You're just the builder. If you and I build, we can establish. Jesus took that agenda from God. Out of that agenda, He brought a message to it. And in that message of obedience, He built a new community in Jericho. If you go to Jericho, this story is still there. Because of one notorious sinner, a message was brought a community was born. Isn't that good? Wow. You know, maybe you won't know this until, maybe you need to do, before Christians become active, they must visit three places in your life. Huh? One, you should visit the hospital. Every one of you should go to the hospital and see the patients there. 
and look at them. My wife is going through cancer. Many of you know she's fighting cancer. She's still going through chemo. And when she's in the hospital, I go to the chemo ward and I talk to the patients and I just see, sometimes it breaks my heart to see young people dying of cancer. Maybe as Christians, you need to go there. And then you begin to treasure good health. Amen? The second place you need to go, maybe you need to go to prisons. Go to prisons. And see those people there. You will appreciate freedom. Number three place you should go, maybe you should go to cemeteries. And then see the silence and people dead. Then you, then you realize the ground that you're walking on becomes the ceiling for you when you're under. And then you begin to appreciate life. Maybe we need that and then we wake up. Jesus said, I've come to give you what? Life abundant. I came to set the captives free. Freedom from prison. I came to bring healing. I am Jehovah Rapha. Maybe that kind of a message in your heart, you go to the community. You can build a good community. Amen? Because Jesus wanted to establish a community and he used Jericho and he used Zacchaeus and he built a community. The lesson is, don't let every obstacle or every objection stop you from doing the agenda God gave you. Don't, don't let it stop. People laugh. It's okay. You know, I had a friend in church. He likes to laugh at me. He makes fun of my hairstyle, which is an expensive hairstyle. And he teased me. So one day he was teasing me and I laughed. He said, Pastor Mitchell, I'm teasing you. Why do you laugh? I said, I'm laughing at you, laughing at me because you're trying to tease me, but I'm actually teasing you. You don't understand. And then he said, he didn't understand what I said. Huh? He said, what did you say? I said, you go back and think. You know, people will laugh at you. Who cares? Let him laugh. He who has the laugh, 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 laugh louder. But I want to bring this to your church as you move. I heard from pa Yuda when you're going to get a place. I thought it's such good. Look at God's journey taking you through. From here, beautiful gardenia into this jazz club. Eh? I thought the barman was there. I would order a drink. But no, he's not there. And then God is taking you now to another place. Do you believe that God is in this church? That God is leading? Do you really believe that God has a plan that you need to pass through here before you get there? Do you believe that God has a place, but that's not the permanent place? God has a place for you to fulfill something before you move on? Keep that going. Then you arise and build. Wake up from your slumber, say, let's build. Let's build a church. Amen? I, handed over, I took over a church of 74 kids below high school. After 16 and a half years, I handed a church of 300 back to my church. We built a Chinese community. We built a Cantonese. The total strength of my church was 1,200. I built a generation of people that went to unis. They became doctors, lawyers. I just planted everything I had. And I forgot and I moved on retiree. Eh? When my wife was diagnosed with cancer and she was sent for a mammogram, and I called the clinic and said, how much is the mammogram? They said, out of pocket, $500. I said, wow, $500 is a lot. But never mind, we went. Sitting in that clinic, waiting for her mammogram, suddenly a young man walked out. I said, hey, Pastor Miso, what are you doing here? And I said, Auntie Anne is going through this. Oh, he looked at me, he kept quiet. She went in for a mammogram. When she came out, I went to the counter to pay. The lady said, oh, it's all done. I said, what's done? She said, all done. I said, who's done? And she said, no, it's been paid. And I walked out and I told my wife, call that young man. 
And he said, Pastor Minso, I paid it for you. I said, wow, what I sowed, now the fruit is here. And after the mammogram that evening, they called back. They said, oh, not good. You got to go for biopsy now. And she called biopsy $700. Oh, everyone increase, keep increasing out of pocket. In spite of insurance, you still pay $700. Huh? So we go for biopsy after a few days. There, meet a young man. Pastor Miso, my name is Miso, very popular. You know? I don't know. And he said, and he said oh, he, we, she went in and did, he negotiated with the counter not to charge her. But they said, cannot. You already had one bulk billing, you cannot get second. So he said, never mind, I'll pay for Auntie Anne. And then the boss of the biopsy, what, what do you call him? The radiologist heard, he said, no, no, nobody pays. All free. And I thought, God is good, friend. I built something out of a heart of obedience. That community has been built. That someday I walk through that community again. God is there to help. Church, I tell you, you do not know. The testimonies that you will bring out of that community will be awesome. And someday people will resonate in their voice. MPC. Not maybe Pray Center, but Melbourne Pray Center. God will do All because keep to your agenda. Amen? Keep to your agenda. Take that message. Only one message. Salvation is here today. Amen? I believe when I heard Chinatown, I told Kaida, oh, salvation is coming there. Chinatown got a lot of good food. You want to get heart attack, you eat there. You want to get diabetes, you go and eat there. Honestly, I eat there some, and I go, I say, man, this is a heart attack place. Huh? Maybe now we bring a new menu, uh, the food called manner, the manner of life. Amen? Oh, Chinatown, good food, man. Duck, chicken, anything that walks, they take and cook for you. Huh? <laughs> Seriously, I love, I love Chinatown. Honestly, I, got not, I love the food there. It's expensive. But we bring a new food, a new menu, free, no cost. Amen? The message of salvation. Be excited for the move of your church, friend. Don't say, ayah, another move. Always church people say, ayah, Pastor Miso, another move. I, then I always ask young people, if you get a promotion, do you say, ayah, another promotion? Anyone ever say, ayah, promotion, do one what well, grab said away excited huh? you hear promotion God is promoting your church friend amen keep holding keep holding on to the agenda remember Zacchaeus was God's target you don't know who your target God will re reveal to you your target at Chinatown amen and I tell you the day I'll come at Chinatown when you open up huh? if God willing I'll be there still I'll come but I want you to know church God wants us to win souls there are two things we need to be more. We are soul winners uh, and we are a soul winning generation. There's a difference between a soul winner and soul winning. Do you know that? How many of you know that? Soul winner is a personality, a person. Soul winning is a process. Amen? A lawyer is an individual. The legal practice is a process. I used to be a lawyer. I worked through the legal process to do matters. Without a lawyer, the legal process cannot go on. Too many lawyers, no legal process will get into trouble. You need a soul winner. One life to bring one process through. Jesus was one man. He processed salvation for us. Adam was one man. He brought sin for us. So be a soul winner in a soul winning environment. Amen? And I tell you, church, I come back, I don't want to see your face again. Huh? I want to see more faces. Amen? Not that I'm tired of your face. No, no, I like your face. 
But to see one more face is a joy. In closing, I want to leave you this statement. What is the last thing on your mind before you go to bed? And the first thing on your mind when you wake up is your passion. Do you dream of souls? Do you dream of Jesus? Or you think about your work, your money, your car. Some people worship their car. I don't understand. My, for me, car is a car. You take away, I, car is a car, I can take the bus. It doesn't matter. But what's the last thing on your mind and the first thing in that, on that mind in the morning is your passion. What is your passion? Hallelujah. Church, I wish you the best as you take over this property. Invest your, we need finance to build it. Payuda didn't ask me to preach this message. I'm preaching out of my heart, okay? God wants you to build that kingdom, amen? Would you put your name on that building? Lord, I am part of Nehemiah's building program that I will build. Hallelujah. Let's look to the Lord in prayer. Abba, Father. Father God, stir our hearts, Lord. Come on, Lord. Holy Ghost, fall upon us right now, Lord. Oh, Holy Ghost, bring that joy and the excitement of doing your work, Lord. Oh, Spirit of the living God, I ask you bring a refreshing touch in our lives, Lord. That our hearts will rejoice. That our minds will be excited, Lord. That our spirit, Lord, will just flow, Lord, with what you have for us, oh God. That in this little room of this people, Lord, you can change the world, Lord. For with 120 people, Lord, the Holy Ghost came upon and they changed that world for us, oh Lord. Come, Holy Ghost, come upon us. Oh, hallelujah. May that vision to arise and build become a reality, Lord. May, Lord, our lives become a reality in your hands, oh Lord. The neighbors, friends, colleagues, families will come to know the living Jesus. That salvation, Lord, will be a message we bring to our community, Lord. That today, salvation has come. Hallelujah. Come on, church. Lift up your voice and worship the Lord. Hallelujah. Oh, Lord, we thank you, Jesus. We love you this morning, Lord. Our hearts cry out, I love you, Lord. I love you, Lord, for all that you have been to me, oh, Lord. Bless us, excite us, Lord. May the joy of the Lord be the strength of our hearts, oh, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Father God, I ask, oh God, that you speak a word into our lives. That we have been chosen for a reason, oh Lord. And that reason is to bring the good news to the world, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. In your most precious name, I would pray. Everybody say, Amen. Amen. Come. Hallelujah.